All right, Kyle V, welcome back to another episode of The Water Cooler. We are heading into championship fucking weekend. How you feeling about that? Feel great. Sad that there's only two games uh, this weekend to watch, but at the same time, excited for the matchups. Can't wait to see who's going to be battling out for the Super Bowl. We do have some great matchups, but it is very sad that there's there's not going to be any Saturday games. Yeah, got kind of used to that. Yeah, it the having uh, games on back to back days, especially uh, you know high intensity playoff games, can't beat it. But now I guess you gotta like spend time with family on Saturday or something. Mm. <laughs> That's when we dial in those bets, man. Spend all day on the algorithm, just getting it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll tell we'll we'll get an NBA preview in soon, but it's getting close to time to really start dialing in on those bets. Yeah, it's almost Christmas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into these beautiful matchups we got, because they are some good ones, they're, they're straight heavy hitters with a mix of, you know, that new age for the conference championship weekend. Let's get to some coaching. We got some breaking news, some big hires made over the last couple of days. Let's just run it from the top, though, to to remind everyone where we're at with the coaching carousel that's been happening in the NFL. It's been kind of a crazy one. As we know, Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots on mutual terms. They didn't want him. I don't think he wanted to be here. It was probably the best bet for everybody. But instead of going and getting Vrabel or one of these other big-name offensive guys, Gerard Mayo takes over, the linebacker, former linebacker. We've talked about that one a little bit already. AP, as you know, takes over for the Las Vegas Raiders. Side note on that, you see they signed the Chargers GM. Uh, Tom Telesco did yeah how you feel about that uh, I mean it seemed like he built a pretty solid roster I, it's hard to know what really the issue was over there so you know maybe maybe he'll he'll do well with a change of scenery my optimistic take is the roster was fantastic and it was the coaching of course so, yeah. <laughs> so I love that uh, also he's like a 10-year GM good to pair your rookie head coach with a guy who's done it before you know? yeah that's, that's drafts true. right around the corner all right we talked about the Bengals offensive coordinator going to tennessee brian callahan is his name don't think we actually used his name last time never heard of him to be honest with you yeah and uh, i'm a fucking uh casual never heard the guy's name before but he's the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. very good offense i saw one article talking about how tennessee is trying to bring uh, bring over the guy that sparked Joe Burrow. Mm. Did yeah. he though? Did that happen? Tough to say that he's the result of that when uh, you have Zach Taylor over there, who's a pretty damn good coach. Um, Feels like this guy got a head coaching job because of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow sparked this guy. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting take there. All right. Now we get to the big ones. Uh, it takes a fucking just chunk out of my heart. I'm happy for the guy because you could tell deep down that especially after winning a national championship, like, but all the time, really, this whole life, Jim Harbaugh has wanted nothing more than to win a Super Bowl. Now he's got a natty under his belt. He wants to be one of the guys that wins a national championship and a Super Bowl. Uh, he is leaving the University of Michigan after winning the national championship, and he's going to L.A. to be the Chargers head coach. What the fuck do you do with that? 
I think it's a great hire for the Chargers. It's a great spot for Harbaugh. Dodge all those allegations that he's leaving behind in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Goes out a champion. Um, and then he gets to go to bright and sunny LA and have Justin Herbert as his quarterback. I think he's got a great spot. Like you touched on the roster's good there. It, it seemed like it's probably a coaching problem and uh, we'll find out if it is. Cause Harbaugh is a damn good coach and I think he's going to get them dialed in. And I'm sorry that you have to play him twice a year. That's the shitty part is as a Raider fan, he's in the AFC West. Now you already have the chiefs who are just, dominant six straight AFC championship games. Uh, the Broncos even like feel like they got a little bit of momentum going forward. We'll see what happens next year without Russ. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. I'm happy for Harbaugh because you could like you could just tell like his heart wants to do that. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Uh, he's been toying with it the last few years. I'm happy for him. God, I wish he would have went to the Bears and just done that whole thing. Because then I would have rooted for him. I'm like, yeah, Bears are a cool NFC team to watch. Now I have to hate the guy. I hate yeah. him. It's tough. Uh, it's tough. I am excited to see him and Sean Payton go head-to-head twice a year because I feel like they're just going to fucking hate each other, and I love it. What a mix of coaches in the AFC West, huh? Yeah. You got Andy Reid, surefire Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion. I mean, how many, how many conference championship games has that motherfucker been to? Oh, so many. So I mean, he goes with the Eagles. It's like four. He went to five with the Eagles, and now six with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Then you got Jim Harbaugh, who just wins everywhere he goes. He's been to a few conference championship games himself. Won a national championship. Took San Diego and Stanford and all these teams to to new heights. Uh, Sean Payton, Super Bowl champ, and just an all around fucking weirdo douchebag. And then you throw Antonio Pearson with these three white, like, uh, true NFL head coaches, and then he's just wearing his fucking Air Force Ones. You see at his press conference, uh, the introductory press conference, he started out, he's like, let's try something out. I want to see how it sounds. And then he goes, Raiders, and all the media's doing it with him. Love that. You throw him in with those three guys. What a fucking mix. Love Love it. And then uh, this one kind of flew under the radar with all the big names out there that we're going to get to in a second. The Panthers go out and hire Dave Canales. Am I even saying that right? I don't want to shit on the guy. He's probably a good guy, but never fucking heard of him in my life. Yeah, me either. I feel like, I mean, he's the Bucks OC. The Bucks. he got a lot out of Baker this year, which is a Mm -hmm. good thing. Um, And, you know, over there, you know, he was in charge of the offensive play calling because they have a defensive head coach. So it was, um, I think it's a solid hire. The Panthers spot is just so weird because their owner, Dave Tepper, is just really like a weird, stereotypical billionaire dude that's always middling in the business. And it feels like definitely the least desirable job right now. Um, So hopefully it works out for him. Hopefully it's not a thing where it just like, ruins his uh his coaching career going forward yeah and, and before he was with the bucks he was a quarterback's coach with the seahawks with gino two years ago when he kind of made his resurgence so uh, you know from what i'm reading right like it's talking about this is a guy who's taken two former first round quarterbacks and kind of revitalized their career and now you got bryce young who's obviously yeah. number one overall two years ago or last draft and Maybe he can make something with that. We'll see. 
okay. it's just weird with all the big names out there. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? But yeah, yeah. Who knows? And then the most recent one today, the Atlanta Falcons hired Raheem Morris, who is was, was he the defensive coordinator with the Rams? Yeah, DC with the Rams. DC with the Rams. Uh he's been with the Falcons for a while. Uh, former NFL player, like solid guy, solid hire, it seems like. To me, though, it just seems weird that they would go with a defensive head coach when you have all these playmakers on offense, because who are you going to get to call plays? You're not going to – the job is not attractive enough to pull someone like a Ben Johnson with the Lions who's an offensive coordinator in a lateral move. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think you're going to get a great OC unless you can give them the head coaching job. So that's a little confusing to me. Yeah, I don't think – I, th- I don't think they're going to get um, I don't think they're going to get a top OC unless they get like a, a retread guy like maybe, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury or maybe if Eric Bieniemy is like out in Washington, um, depending on who they bring in as a head coach. Um, so I could, maybe someone like that. But other than that, I would bet he brings in like a quarterback coach or something from the Rams with him, which, you know, as long as someone's been working with Sean McVay, they tend to know what they're doing on offense. So I could see something like that happening as well. And that working out decently for them. Um, But yeah, I think it's a solid hire, but it is a little weird that they, you know, went through the interview process with Belichick. They interviewed him twice and then ultimately don't go with him. So I'm curious what the reasoning was. Maybe uh, Belichick brought up 28 to three too many times. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. But Hopefully, hopefully the hire works out for them because they got a fun team over there. Yeah, super fun team. So you would like to see someone unlock that offense and use those guys the way that we all hope they could. Like if you're a fancy football player, like, look, and please just let Bajan go crazy. Throw the ball to Kyle yeah. Pitts. Do something, yeah. please. Uh, we'll see what happens. But those are some great names. That I didn't even think of those guys that are out of the league, like Cliff Kingsbury or uh, like a B enemy there's a great chance that he's out in Washington because if you're the new head coach, you don't want a guy with that kind of like pedigree almost on your staff. Cause one thing goes wrong. People are calling for your head and, and trying to put this guy in place right away. Yeah, so, exactly. Point on that. If they bring in an offensive head coach too, then it's like, it's kind of redundant to have him around. Yeah, totally. And then, so that leaves us with, with who, who? Belichick, Vrabel, Pete Carroll, they're all out there looking for jobs, but there's only two spots left. It's mm-hmm. the Washington Commanders, like you just said, and then the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, they're not bringing Pete Carroll back. No. Um, so pretty interesting situation. And then you still have guys like Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, who's getting a ton of looks uh, as a potential head coach. And there's other guys out there, I'm sure, that are they're going to get some, some interest. But one of these big-name head coaches is going to be without a job come August. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two of them too. I don't. I I could see Vrabel maybe sitting out um, based on. I think if Vrabel wanted a job, he would have one by now, and I could see him maybe sitting out the year and just, you know, I think he has one. He had one more year on on his contract, if I remember correctly. So he's going to get paid either way. So why not sit the year out and then uh, and then hit that coaching carousel again next year, and. So I don't hate that idea for him. As far as Belichick, I'm not sure if he, you know, there's there was some rumors early with him in Washington. I just don't know if that's 
something he'd want to do because they need to go get a quarterback. I don't know. I, it's going to be really weird. I, you know, I, my guess is that maybe one of them gets a job, but I could also see none of them with a job at the end of the day. Yeah. Honestly, with the two teams left, Belichick and, and Pete Carroll, to me, don't seem like good fits. Like, even if you're the Seahawks, why would you hire Bill Belichick? Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll could do exactly the same thing, and he, he knows yeah. the team. He, he's got a, a foundation built. So that would not make sense to me at all. Uh, Vrabel has an opportunity to do maybe the funniest fucking thing ever, though. He's an Ohio State guy, right? Yeah. Dude, if he just calls up Michigan, he's like, you know, like, fuck Ohio State that hired Ryan Day over me. I want to come to Michigan. And then just tanks for a year and then goes back to the NFL. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I'm a Michigan fan, but god damn, that would be like you want to talk about a rivalry. That's how you take it to the next level. That'd be elite level trolling there. That'd be crazy. Oh, it'd be incredible. No, know, they'll, hire, they'll hopefully hire Sharon Moore and uh who filled in for Harbaugh when he was on vacation this year. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to get those flights refunded. You gotta just Go on. It was a preemptive national championship celebration. Undefeated yeah. as a head coach, so fucking watch your mouth. <laughs> All right, so we still got some shit to shake out there, but we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep you posted as we always do. But enough of that shit. We are on to conference championship weekend. We got two games, as you mentioned. It's the AFC championship to start it off on Sunday morning. 12.05 Pacific Standard Time. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going to the number one seed Baltimore Ravens where Lamar Jackson, the assumed MVP of the league, is a four-point favorite over the Chiefs. The over-under is 44 points. What do you think? I just think at the end of the day, the Ravens are just the best team in the NFL right now and um, and have been over this you know second half of the season. And I think that'll continue to to happen. I think I like them to pull this out. That being said, the Chiefs being four point favor or four point underdogs is a very very nice number, and it's going to be tough to not bet them in that in that spot. I think the the Lions makers definitely know what they're doing here. They want you to get some money on the Chiefs here uh, because that line is you know. Like you, like I was just saying, is just super friendly, super uh, pleasing to look at because you think no way Mahomes is going to lose by more than the field goal, right? Uh, but that being said, again, I just the Ravens' defense is ridiculously good. I they're so fast. I just can't imagine. Um, I can't imagine as good as Mahomes is, as good as that offense looked against the Bills. Uh, this defense is just a different beast. I I think they're going to have a tough time and. Um, I think similarly to how Josh Allen was able to run the ball last week, I think Lamar is going to be able to do that as well. And if they try to take that away, he's shown that he can throw it, throw it just fine too. So um, I think I like the Ravens here overall, but I I'm probably leaning to bet the chiefs with the, with the points there. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same thing as last week, right? Especially with like the bets that we have, we had the bills future, and the Ravens' future for both those teams to possibly win the Super Bowl. Bills are obviously out, but the Chiefs being underdogs, I don't care where the game is played. I don't care what it is. If it's in the fucking playoffs and the Chiefs are underdogs, plus 164 to win the game, you bet 100 to win 164, that's just great fucking value. 
that's just it is what it is so anytime the chiefs are up against it like that especially when it gets to that more than a field goal like you said it's just it's hard to go against that like i don't know how you i don't know how you can look at that and say i'm gonna bet against the kansas city chiefs after everything we've seen over the last six years yeah it's really really hard to uh really hard to pick that I uh, do. I do really like the over here because even though I just talked about the defenses in these conference championship games, when two elite quarterbacks are head to head, Mahomes is obviously uh, at the top of the league in regards to that. But uh, Lamar's right there. It, it just feels like these games always get crazy, especially towards the end. They might start a little slow. Um but the quarterbacks are so good, they figure it out at some point, and it just becomes a bit of a shootout. So that 44 feels a little low, um, as even with as good as both defenses are. Yeah, like a 27-24 a or 24-23 game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a close game. And, and when you think about, like, 24-23, oh, that's not that high score of a game. No one's in the 30s. Yeah, That easily goes over. Yeah. And I can see it being something like that, like a very tight game coming down to the end. Could even come down to what team is going to go for two towards the end or what team is going to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal tight and try and go score a touchdown. I mean, it's going to be one of those games. And I think both these coaches have shown, you know, some willingness to to push the boundaries a little bit, maybe do a little little trickery down there when it matters the most and yeah. do, some, do some fun shit. I think it's going to be very tight. Give me the Chiefs to cover, Ravens to win. I'll take the over. It's going to be 26 to 24 Ravens win. Love that. Love that. I think that I I like that score too. And I think it ends on a Justin Tucker field goal. Yeah. 24, 23 Tucker hits a 52 yarder to win it. Yeah. God damn. We got to clip that. Cause if that happens, I mean, I can see it now. Here's, here's one more lock for that game. Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown. Oh, I'm, I am putting a hundred bucks on that. (laughs) Walking in, Bookie T, get at me. I know your mom's in town. She can fucking wait. Come on, let's be real. Put that bed in for me. Let's get this thing going. All right, anything else from that one? Just incredible that the Chiefs are in their sixth straight AFC Championship game. It's nuts. Andy Reid, Andy Reid's going to go down as one of the best ever, especially if he he wins this one. Um, It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous what they're doing. And, you know, not to look too far ahead but this feels like it was a, a bit of a retooling year for the chiefs kind of a take a little step back and they didn't fucking take a step back they're right in the same spot as they always are and that's scary for the rest of the league going forward so um go ravens <laughs> yeah 100 fuck the chiefs all right next up we got the detroit lions headed to santa clara the 49ers are seven and a half point favorites Coming off that scare against Green Bay, the over-under is a big one. It's 51 and a half. We should have some good weather. No more rain in the Bay Area this weekend. Good for Jared Goff. Good for Brock Purdy. Good for the over, honestly. Seven and a half is a fucking crazy number for an NFC Championship game. What do you think happens here? Kind of similarly to that first game, I think the Niners are definitely the better team overall. Um, But that seven and a half is ridiculous i mean that makes no sense it was seven when we did the uh recap when we talked we briefly touched on it and i liked it at seven so i love it at seven and a half i mean give me that extra half point there you know i think the lines definitely cover this that being said 
I do think the Niners win this game by probably a field goal as well. I see it being super tight. Um, you know, the score that pops in my head here is 27-24, which sucks because that's uh, 51 points and the over-under is 51 and a half. Um, so maybe maybe we'll go 30-27 Niners. Yeah, I'd love to see the over happen just for fun. I wouldn't bet it because, uh, uh, damn, that's a lot of fucking points. And I, I bet the Niners last week and got fucking burned on a missed field goal by that stupid fuck from the Packers. Not mad about it. Uh, I just, I hate this because I, I am one of the biggest Niners haters out there. I do fucking hate the Niners. I'm a Raider fan that lives in the Bay Area. The Raiders are not here anymore. It's just tough. Everyone's a fucking Niner fan. I mean, they don't shut up, especially about Brock Purdy. He's not a good quarterback. He's fucking Jeff Garcia with a better team. <laughs> But I think they I think they win this game easy. I think they win by a touchdown at least. That half point makes it very interesting, like you say, because they could win by a touchdown and the Lions still cover. But I think they got their scare out of the way with the Packers. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, sometimes you see that with really good teams. Like I, I was telling you off camera, like it's almost like March Madness where a number one seed almost gets beat by like an eight seed. And then they come out in the fucking – Elite eight and just dominate. You know, they just beat the shit out of whoever they play next, and and they look like one of the best teams in the league. Could definitely see that happening, but you never know. I mean, this Dan Campbell has his Lions team just playing like a bunch of maniacs. Like they love this guy. They they fucking go to war for him. So we'll see. But I would take the the Niners to win easy. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think they'll be up seven with the ball, with a chance to solve it away late. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I think the the part that concerns me um, for the Niners and also for that over under is they they can be um, they can be attacked through the ground and the Lions fucking love to run the football and I could see David Montgomery and Gibbs having a good game on the ground and kind of keeping the that offense off the field as good as the defense has been for the Niners. Um, throughout the year they've kind of struggled lately and they still have, they still have dudes all over the place but um they've struggled a little bit last week they struggled up until the end um you know get, getting the interceptions to seal the game but um i just think i think the lines are going to be able to do some things on offense and make like life difficult um and then on the flip side I think the Niners will be able to do the same as well. That Lions defense has been vulnerable, although the last few weeks they've been pretty good as well. They've been able to get pressure um, on the quarterback. So I don't know. It's it, I just can't – I just feel like this game is going to be within a touchdown, and so I love that seven and a half there. Is this the trust your nuts game of the week? I mean, it, ooh, it's, it's tough We're because I feel like – They kind of are. Yeah, and I think the spread is a little too big. I think I think the Chiefs Ravens is the trust your nuts game of the week because that one you're it's a little closer. So you really gotta trust really gotta trust your nuts there. With the Lions Niners, bigger spread, you got a little more leeway, you know. Out of the four coaches, who has the biggest nuts? Oh damn. It's Campbell. so easy, yeah. Massive coconuts. I Let's do a quick uh, ranking there. It'd be Dan Campbell. I would say probably uh, Harbaugh, uh-huh. and and then it goes uh, then Andy Reid, and then Shannon, of course, without a doubt, at the bottom, which is concerning. 
He's got no nuts, really. He's yeah. no nuts, Kyle Shanahan. That's what people call him. Yeah, twenty-eight to three. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, um, yeah, but ultimately, the other part that stresses me out is I think this comes down to, like, can you really trust Jared Goff on the road in this environment? Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can. Maybe uh, Santa Clara priced out all the true fans over there, so maybe it won't be too loud of an environment. We'll see. Well, Jared Goff's a Bay Area guy too, so he's got some fans in the stands, I'm sure. Uh, That's true. For me, though, it does. It comes down to exactly what you just said about trusting Goff, because I kind of think Goff and Purdy at this point, pretty much the same dude. Like you could swap mm-hmm. either of them out, and the teams would do exactly what they're doing. And then the rest of the team around it, like the Niners, are just a better team. Yeah, and Shanahan's yeah. probably a better coach. He just doesn't have this fucking whatever it is that Dan Campbell's putting in the water. Like it's that Detroit, Flint, Michigan fucking brown water. He's having these guys drink and they're feeling <laughs> gritty as hell, dude. For real. But yeah, I don't know. I think pretty much across the board, the Niners are better and the quarterbacks are pretty equal. Yeah. So I, you know, the seven and a half kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You saying trust in golf though just reminded me of you remember the old little league pledge we had to say before games. I, I remember I doing it. I love my country. You could if if the Lions win this game, we could freestyle one for golf and say, "I trust in golf. I love Dan Campbell, and I will respect his nuts." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's a you should play that at the fucking Super Bowl when they're in there. God, please, Lions, pull that out, man. Uh, but that wraps it up. Are we going to uh, – it's tough to put a, a parlay together. There's only two games, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything you like, though, anything that's popping out to you that you just have to bet? I think – I'm definitely going to bet that over in the first game. Um, 44 feels like a, a number that those offenses are going to be able to get to. Um, like, there's a chance that the Ravens get there on their – like, not on their own, obviously, but, like, get to the 30s and then – you only need Mahomes to, you know, keep it semi-close and it's going to hit. So I, I really like that 44 there. I'll keep an eye on the weather. Um, and then in the second game, it's just that seven and a half. I really, I need to get that in before it goes back down to seven. Um, that just feels very comfy, cozy. Um, but I, you know, I, I respect what you're saying. And I could see, I could see a Niners. I'd be less surprised by a Niners blowout than a Lions upset, honestly. But I do think the Lions keep it close. Yeah, yeah, I feel all that. Uh, of course, we're doing – I'm doing, for real this time, $100 on Mark Andrews anytime touchdown. Yeah. Mark, if you're listening, T1D guy to another. I don't have diabetes, but my kid does. Let's fucking get this bread, dude. Let's do this. He's back. And then I got to I gotta hit you with – it goes against what I was saying, but I don't give a shit. Uh, it's a double dog dare, baby. We got two dogs – you tell me the Chiefs are underdogs in an AFC championship game. That's just straight value. Like, we have that Ravens ticket to win the Super Bowl. It's going to pay us pretty nice. But the value is there with the Chiefs. I don't want to bet against them. Give me the plus four there. And then the Lions. I, that's just a heart one. That's a, Trust your heart. You know, sometimes love does win. And give me the Lions plus seven and a half. I want them to win this game so fucking bad. I... I'm so sick of the Niners. I don't like them at all. I hate them, honestly. 
So give yeah. me the fucking Lions, plus seven and a half. This double dog there. Those two together is a nice little plus 247. Not a whole lot of juice there, but I wouldn't be mad about it. No, you can't be mad about that. That's that's good value. That's good value. You gotta gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta make that money. And um, you know, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, Eli's gonna need an extra shot of insulin with all the bread he's about to make him, you know? Oh, we're talking diabetes on the pod, baby. Let's go. All right. Hey, before we sign off, before we get out of here, some of you've been asking, Ben Ben from Washington. I know you've been chiming in about it. We did hear back from Mr. Flores finally. Yeah, he, uh, he went a little silent on us, but we heard back. I'm gonna go ahead and drop it right here. Hello, second time caller, long time listener. Once again, need to reiterate, love this show. My favorite part of the week. Um, that's enough praise. Let's get right into it. Listen to the last show, and I heard the chirps. Um, that will be addressed. Uh, I actually also got a text message from a listener in Washington uh, who listened to the show as well. Um, and he asked me when I was going to be calling in and kind of clap back. So one has to wonder, um, since my call, am I growing this podcast? Uh I think that I am, and I expect royalties uh, as things progress here. Uh, a listener in Washington, didn't think that you had that before. I made my first call in. You're welcome. Let's get to the game. Um, yeah, I, I said it. I, you know, I said it. I, I, I wasn't scared, and that scared me. Um, if that makes sense to anyone's crumbled brain besides my own, it makes sense to me. I wasn't scared going into that game, and it scared me, uh, and really – on both sides of the ball, I think the Packers played a better game. I think they coached a better game. I think that Jordan Love is a really good quarterback. They have a lot of young players on that team um, that are setting up Green Bay to be uh, a good football team in the next years coming forward. Um, really, I think I don't understand why the entire game we were rush we were only rushing four and couldn't get any pressure on Jordan Love with the defensive players that we have. Um, Steve Wilkes, you need to bring the heat. Rush more than four. Get five and guys get five and six guys in there. Let's put some pressure on the quarterback. I think that was number one. Number two, Kyle Shanahan seemed to get a little scared when Debo got out. It seemed like once Debo was out, he changed his entire play calling that that he we were doing all year that got us to where we were at. We can't have that. It's next man up. Stick to what we've been doing. Um, and if 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 a player goes out, it's got to be next man up. I think Kyle. Kyle got a little nervous once once we didn't have Depot, uh, and I really hope that Depot plays against uh, against Detroit. Um, Dre Greenlaw, two interceptions, buddy. I know you listen to the show. Do me a favor. Next time, when you get an interception, next, just please fall to the ground. You don't need to give us heart attacks. Just just please get to the ground. You did a great job. I love you. Just get to the ground, um, and that's really all I'd say about the game. With all this criticism from a guy who sat on his couch who acts like a child watching the 49ers play and never played any organized football growing up. Uh, I had a medical condition, so you can't call me out. Doctor told me I couldn't play. Uh, we won. We won. Simple as that. We won. We are going to the NFC Championship. We beat the Packers like we need, like we were supposed to. It wasn't pretty, but guess what? We did it. We are going to the NFC Championship. And that mid-quarterback, his name is Brock Purdy. That mid-quarterback, his name is Rock Purdy. When 
Brock stepped up on that last drive and got us to where we needed to win the game. I will be texting the hotline for this for this podcast with some with some stats, and you will read it on air. You will read it on air, and I want your listeners to call in and, and leave in the comment section if these stats is a mid it you know produces a mid quarterback. I don't think so. You call him mid quarterback. That is just a hater. You're a hater. You're salty. I'm not calling you by your name. You know who you are. Uh, we're going to the NFC Championship. We play like we did against the Packers. We will not beat the Detroit Lions. We play against like we did the Packers. We will not beat the Ravens. We play like we did against the Packers. We will not uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But we got to focus on next week. I feel confident about next week. Uh, I'm out. See you later. I'm taking this off the air. Bye-bye. Do you have any thoughts that you would like to say to Mr. Flores at this moment? Before you before you go, while you think about that, he said, I demand. Talk about talk about a guy with confidence making demands of the pod, huh? He said, I demand this be read on the pod. Brock Purdy ranks in the NFL first in yard in 20 plus yards. This is throwing it down the field, passing accuracy, I assume. Who knows? Completion percentage of balls 20 plus yards down the field, first place. Completion percentage of yards 30 plus yards down the field, ranks first. 40 plus yards down the field, ranks first. He ranks first in passer rating. He ranks first most passing yards per attempt by a quarterback this season with 9.6 yards. He's sixth overall in passing yards, fifth in passing yards per game, third in passing touchdowns. It's a lot of accolades right there. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's almost like he, he picks and chooses what he wants to listen to. I don't recall ever saying he was a bad quarterback. Maybe, maybe early in the season you did today. You did today. You were you're you're angry like he was in his reply, though. You know, um, it's almost like he's got a good a a great coach scheming things up and ridiculous weapons all over the field to throw to. It's almost like that's what it is. Um, you know, a a great left tackle protecting his blind side all game long. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I'm just saying he's not that level even that those stats um, may suggest, I don't think he's a top five guy, maybe put him in the top dozen, you know, top. Yeah. Top 12. That's where I'll put him top 13 for his number. Okay. Um, That being said, is he good enough with all the pieces around to win a Super Bowl? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Okay. Um, So get off, get, get off our back. It's okay. Trainer. We get that. You're upset. We 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 get that you didn't you know like that we shared that you were worried about how not where you were and then you got real worried during the game I just know it so hopefully this, this one's a little more relaxed for you I'm, I, I'd love to get a worry meter for you on um, this game see how you're feeling beforehand but uh, we'll we'll touch base on that before kickoff. You know it's gonna be awesome. I mean they're gonna win this game. Niners are gonna win this game. No problem. Uh, they're going to lose another Super Bowl. It's like the third or fourth time in our in like the last 10 years. It's just incredible. It's so fun to watch. Uh, they get all their fucking hopes up, all these funny guys fucking get all excited about it. Talk about how Brock, Brock Purdy's 
dude, I seen motherfuckers talking about how that last drive against the Packers was reminiscent of Joe Montana. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. He's <laughs> the second greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. Shut the fuck up, right? I mean, what are we talking about here? That's ridiculous. Yeah. The guy was a seventh round draft pick. He's in a great position yeah. with great weapons, and he's doing a pretty fucking good yeah. job. Can it just be that Joe Montana? Jesus Christ! And that's what I'm saying. It can be that he made some great throws his last drive. Yes, he did. But I I would love to see Joe Montana's reaction reading that article when he says against the seven seed Green Bay Packers at home in a game where you tried to piss it away multiple times by throwing picks that they dropped. Luckily, I I don't know. Nah, unbelievable. All right, before we get out of here. We're heading into championship weekend. Take us into it. By the time people listen to this, it'll be a Friday or a Saturday, wherever they're at, heading into a great weekend. Set these people up for a beautiful, beautiful championship weekend. I, you know, you really just got to soak this one in. We've been telling you to soak it in, enjoy it while, while it's here. If you haven't done so yet, you better fucking do it this weekend because this Sunday is one of the best Sundays in in – the world and in humankind history, you know, uh, when on the seventh day, when, when, when the homie Jesus was resting, he said, I'm a, I'm a make sure we're playing football on Sundays. And that's what it's here for. It accumulates to this AFC and NFC championship battle, the final four, two winners going to Vegas for a chance in the Super Bowl. You just really got to enjoy it. You know, whether you have a rooting interest or not, this is going to be some great fucking football. And and just just love it, enjoy it. And if you don't have a rooting interest, put a little bet in. Yeah. Spend your life a little. That'll quickly uh, quickly make you have an interest. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, that is a beautiful way to wrap it up. With that, my friend, I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. <laughs>